Hi, I'm Dr. Vivian Smith Del Toro. Welcome to the Legacy Interview Series, Season 2 from Women's Centers International, WCI. I'm here with Susan Burgess Lent, founder and executive director of WCI. And we welcome our guest, Ms. Regina Shipman. She is a former member and outreach coordinator at the Oakland Women's Center. There, she facilitated a circle of healing to address grief, loss, abandonment, and separation challenges experienced by women of color using artistic expression. Currently, Regina is studying how to break the cycle of historical pain and trauma in the Black community. Today, we're talking all about healing the heart of Kenti women. Welcome, Regina. I'd like to say thank you, first and foremost. You talk about uh, Kenti women. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that actually means and what healing their hearts, what does it involve? I term uh, that Kente women because if you've ever encountered or seen or worn Kente, it's a very tough, thick, woven fabric that's strong and very colorful and vibrant. And it represents honor, uh, dedication, community, and culture. I would love to wear that kinti cloth. Please tell us what led you to your current interest in healing in the Black community. Uh, There is a lot of historical pain in the hearts and the spirits uh, for Black women. Um, around oppression and uh, structural racism. In the way of empowerment, uh, women need as much community uh, as possible to get together and talk about things that that are issues for them. Things like fear, uh, abandonment, uh, isolation, separation, things of that nature. I want to turn it over to Susan a bit here. Um, Because WCI is reopening the Oakland Women's Center soon, tell us about what will the offer be and and possibly will it include this concept of Kenti women? Oh, absolutely. The, the, The first incarnation of Oakland Women's Center was primarily women of color for good reason. As Regina mentioned, there is an extraordinary amount of marginalization, discrimination, exclusion that women of color experience. They have to find a way to come to terms with the traumas that that has produced in their lives. And so opening Oakland Women's Center is all about gathering up a a Kenti woman leader and all the Kenti women who want to come and be part of the community that moves forward, moves beyond the the marginalization. We're talking about 
or focus on uh, trauma-informed therapy because trauma runs very deep for Black women and Latina women. If we can find a group of qualified women of color who are also experienced therapists, then we're good to go in the initial phase of the new Oakland Women's Center. Beyond that, we do all the the other stuff that we did, which was whatever comes in the door, whatever the problem is, we are there to say, okay, you're dealing with homelessness, you're dealing with domestic violence, you're dealing with, you need to get your GED, you don't know how to use a computer, any of those things, we can either help you here with a solution, or we can point you to somebody that we trust to help you do what you want to do. Gathering, so important for women, just it's it's an old, old tradition that we've left behind and we need to reinstate it in our lives so that women who gather gain strength from each other. And at that point, it doesn't really matter what color you are. All women share a certain level of marginalization in our culture. It doesn't really care about what women need and want. And the damn shame of it is, is that women are the absolute best influencers in a community. If you want to get something done, go to the women. That will change the community. When you look at different corporations um, that have women as a part of their organizational structure, they outperform those organizations who do not have uh, women in parity with men. And Regina, what you really talk about in the meaning of the Kenti women, I love the intersection because WCI providing the vehicle for women to come together. Here is the Kenti women's program, Healing Their Hearts. And with those two intersections, I believe we can really um, make some things happen. So I think that's the name of the program, actually. I I think that's where we go with it. Thank you, Regina. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. So, Regina, tell us about what you think about the teens, um, the young women, and how, how they could possibly be a part of this process of healing. Yes. Well, the younger women are very significant because we are at a very powerful time trying to figure out how to get everyone to come together and realize that we are all beautiful, we are all powerful, we are all created, and basically that we are one. Young women can contribute and engage in being artistic in uh, putting together what's necessary. There are needs to want their community to be valued and for them to be valued and for their ancestral heritage to be important and valued. And if you can communicate your feelings and your needs and uh, talk about your strategies in the past and uh, acknowledge and look at your strategies in the present to see if they are as effective as you 
need them to be and want them to be in order for pride to be instituted. You bring up an interesting point too, because I think one of the the values of the Women's Center in particular is it brings together different ages. I adore young people's energy and their ideas. Then we have the older women who are perfectly suitable mentors for these younger women who need who need an auntie, who need a grandmother to say, uh-huh. okay, what's up with you? Um, let's talk about this issue you're dealing with and find out some how we can work through it together. And those are informal arrangements based on, you know, personal rapport. I think it would be a great program, a mentorship program. And and for the young women in particular to say, this is what I'm seeing at my school. This is what I'm seeing at my workplace. I want to come up with some good tools to bring to the front to say, this is how we want this uh, environment to be. Uh, there's so much richness in the intergenerational mix. Yeah, it surely is. And um, I wanted to ask this question of you, Susan. Why do women's centers give a lot of attention to women's healing? Why, Why is that important? I think we've learned from the experience both at Baraka and at Oakland, for which the counseling program was not the first thing that we did. But it is a huge component now of Baraka, and it's a clear way forward, especially given the the trauma of the pandemic, that if we're not talking about mental health and trauma resolution and trauma-informed therapy that's accessible, that doesn't cost an arm and a leg, and is provided by culturally attuned therapists, we're not even in the ballpark. If you're in survival mode because of a burden of trauma that you carry for whatever happened in your life. It could be old trauma from childhood abuse. It could be recent trauma from a rape or the general trauma of being Black in America. If you're burdened with that and can't see beyond like tomorrow, then you can't embrace the next steps. You have to find a handle to say, okay, this is how I adjusted because of these traumas. Now, I can change the way that I adjust in these situations, and that opens more doors for me. It's foundational to put down the burden of trauma, or at least lighten the load in some way, so that you can move forward. The rest of your life depends on that. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Susan. And I have a question for both uh, Regina and and you, Susan, on um, how do you envision this collaborative uh, process uh, between Black women, Hispanic women, white women? And you look at where women are in the job market, we're still at 80 cents on a dollar for every amount of money that a man makes. And so I'd like to know your perspective on how we can collaborate as women to really move this healing process forward. I believe that the collaboration would open our hearts, our minds, and our spirits to realize that we have all been miseducated about differences and the presupposition about people of color and women, those with disabilities, the whole gamut here. Equality is paramount in order for the paradigm shift of this world 
to survive. And uh, survival is what we all want to be uh, focusing on, including uh, taking care of, of our planet. I think as you become more aware of, of the uh, issues that tie us together, it's a bit of a minefield. Working together collaboratively means that we have to be able to be in situations where we make mistakes. One of the tendencies that I've seen in women is they get angry about something or somebody and they walk away, which delivers no resolution to a problem. And, uh, you know, women's betrayal to, to me is much, much more of a heart scar than men's betrayal. We have to find a way not to hurt each other, first of all. And second of all, to have the open openness to say, here's what I thought about what you said, and uh, this is how I see it, and this is how we can move forward together, and consider carefully what is the quality of, of our helping. Do we help somebody with a generous heart? We don't want to hobble people by helping them. We want to open them and give them a free field to say, okay, you know, I can do this, whatever this might be for them. It has to be done on a very consistent basis. And I I think the Women's Center is a perfect place for these conversations to take place. I'd like to tag on to what you were saying about we all make mistakes. And so there we can get into the quality of forgiveness. Because ah. We learn, we grow, we do trial, we learn, we do error. And then when we know better, we do better. And, and uh, forgiveness is a type of generosity that blesses the person who has made the mistake and the receiver simultaneously. Right, right. You're exactly right. Forgiveness is a great healer. That's part of our humanity. Absolutely. When we know who we are, then we are strong together and we can be creative and make what we need to happen spread from heart to heart. It's, it's all a heart issue having compassion for each other. If we're all in the same boat and the boat is rocky. You got to find a way to steady it up. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. We want to rock steady. (laughs) (laughs) I just have to mention that Regina's presence and work at Oakland Women's Center was constantly evolving. I remember the first day you came in and we had a Long chat, didn't we? Yes, we did. Uh, we were one of the early early folks when we were thinking, is anybody going to show we up? Absolutely love to do such. Good, good. So many women. Um, I just want to thank you for your healing, your wonderful words that have made women realize that they are beautiful, they're intelligent, they are masterful, and they are kinty women. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to close out the program today and just ask our audience to support the Women Centers movement. 
Your contributions help women transform their lives in the most challenging environments. So please donate at www.womenscentersintl.org. Links to our broadcast series are posted on our homepage. Tune in next week for episode two, a conversation with Jill Hoffman about the role of women in responding to disasters. Namaste. All right. 